Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. I am so excited that you're listening. Thank you so much for uh, turning this on. What are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about ownership of our lives. I'm going to answer a few emails, and then we're going to talk about being being the owner of our lives, being responsible for our future, being responsible for our choices. Not what happens to us, not other people's choices, but how we respond to other people's choices in our lives. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, so we've got a lot to get to today. Let's just kick it right off. I want to talk to you about a lot of different things today. One of the things that I want to talk to you about is I have been getting a lot of communication with me, emails, tweets, that type of thing, about people's frustration with other people in a way that I think we do need to address. I got an email about three weeks ago, maybe two and a half weeks ago, and I actually talked to my wife about it because I'm like, I don't know how I feel about addressing this because it seems like it's... Uh, written specifically for someone, and I'm no, I don't want to be like the go-between person. Like, oh hey, we're gonna, you, you know, we're gonna do this thing where, oh, I have this thing that I want to say to somebody, but they're gonna be mad at me, and so I'm not gonna say it. Instead, I'm gonna send it. I don't know. It just seemed weird. So I waited till I got some more, and and here is the gist of it. Uh, one person wrote me, dear Joe, thanks for the show. I really like it. I'm hoping that you're going to get on blank stage. I'm gonna make that blank because right now we're not on it. Uh, it seems like every time I turn around, there is a new podcast platform and I, I just can't keep up right now. So if you're listening or you prefer to listen on a podcast platform that I'm not on, let me know and I'll move it as quickly as I can to get there. Uh, Amazon audible, we're, we're coming there. iTunes radio, we're trying to get there. We're, we're trying to get to all the places. Unfortunately, because of the competition between the different places and they want exclusivity, uh, you know, designed for the bigger people, the Joe Rogans, maybe the the the. I don't really know a lot of uh, podcasters, uh, but you know, the people who are probably drawn in more than I am, uh, they tend to want the the podcast platforms tend to want exclusivity, and so they're trying to lock people down. It's just difficult. I want you to know, I am trying to get on everything that I can. I'll say that. Okay, so thanks for the show. I wish you were on blank platform. I have a question for you. I have a friend that I'm very frustrated with. Uh, Essentially, she made a big deal about leaving Facebook because it was, quote, too toxic, quote. But then she came back on to share her opinion about something that's very controversial and then left again. I feel like this is manipulation on her part and it's driving me insane, period. Okay, so I did edit that one a little bit. Uh, the person didn't leave me any information. So about who they actually were, they contact me through the webpage and you don't have to leave information there. They didn't even leave like a fake name, like Karen in Cleveland. Uh, I got another email, dear Joe, thanks for, for, uh, everything that you do. I really appreciate your podcast. Uh, I've learned a lot. My wife actually turned me on to you, uh, about a year ago and I binge, wa- binge watched. We probably binge listened. I binge listened everything that, uh, you put up. I do have a question. I feel like right now in America and maybe the world, we are living in a time where everybody wants to be able to share their opinion, but no one wants to be questioned. Daryl in Lansing. 
Daryl in Lansing, person who didn't leave me any uh, contact information or name, and everyone else who wrote in or contacted me, I agree with you. We are. We're living in a world where people want to be able to say anything that they want, and they don't want to be challenged. Uh, I had this happen. A friend of mine put up something on Facebook, and uh, I thought it was great. So I wrote, hey, mic drop, good for you. Someone else was like, uh, and essentially the post was, hey, if maybe people put as much time into their faith as they're putting into politics, the world would be different. If they put as much time into love as they are into politics. And somebody else wrote, well, some of us have to take a political stand or you won't be able to worship you know, how you want or where you want or something like that. I don't remember exactly. And uh, I wrote, I, I miss where he said, don't get involved in politics. And the person got mad. I don't feel like debating you and deleted me, which is fine. That's their choice. Uh, but here's the problem, though, with that. And this is where we're at in society right now. No one's willing to be questioned about anything. We all want our opinions and we want our opinions to be authoritative. But the problem is authoritative opinions come from deep questions. Authoritative opinions come from a deep interacting with what's being said. And, and as we move forward, one of the things, and as I say as we move forward, is we're moving along through life. You know, one of the things that I'm hearing on repeat is, hey, I'm frustrated because, and, and usually what follows is, you know, well, I said this and somebody questioned me. Well, yeah, that's probably good. You should actually probably find more friends who question what you say. Yeah, but I don't want people to question me. Then you probably don't actually want to be all that well thought out, all that well-rounded. Now, now, Joe, you're contradicting yourself, right? And, and this is where this gets interesting. Well, am I contradicting myself? Because one of the things that I've said in the past is like, look, if you have people on your timeline, if you have people in your life that are sucking energy out of you, you need to probably cut them out. Like, And you can do that. There's a ton of people that I unfollow on Facebook. Occasionally, there are people that I block on Facebook. Occasionally... Um, there are people that I defriend. But again, here's, here's what we're getting at. And, and here was the theme of the people that reached out to me. There are people that are upset about being questioned. And they're saying this stuff is toxic because they don't agree with these other opinions. So the one was, look, I'm very, the, it was a long email. I'm very anti-vaccine. My best friend is very pro-vaccine. She left Facebook because it was too toxic because she couldn't stand reading all the people who were against the vaccines and the mask and all of that and the people that she called far right. And then comes back on and makes a big deal about the vaccine and why she got it and how she can't wait to get it. Uh, uh, that type of thing. I'm quoting here because it was a long email. And, and I find that manipulative. So this person's writing and says to me, I find that manipulative. Is it manipulative? And the answer is Yes. It is. It's not if you want to get off. That's not bad. Like, honestly, I've thought about getting off Facebook. I'm bothered by a lot of things I see on Facebook. It's when you get off, you tell everybody you're going to get off or, or you're going to leave social media and, and you tell everybody you're leaving social media, but then you get back on and you want to share your opinion, but you're not willing to hear anyone else's opinion. You're not willing to engage with people that you think are wrong to the point where you're like, okay, then the whole thing's bad and you just throw it out. That's insane to me. Right. Somebody wrote in there like, hey, I have a friend that's an uber Trump supporter and, and they believe that the election was stolen. And every time that I try to talk to them, they just shut me down and they shout. OK, first of all, if a person shuts you down and shouts at you, they're not a friend. Secondly, if they're getting off like, oh, I'm just getting off Facebook now because Facebook, blah, blah, blah. 
than what the, and then they come back on to share something else about Trump. And by the way, before anybody gets rid of me and cancels me because, oh, he's supporting Trump, I had same people write in about, hey, I have friends that support Biden. I just the one that just came across my little notes here is Trump. Right. And so if you say, hey, I'm getting off because of Trump and then you get back on or because my Trump supporter friends or whatever, and then you get back on just to share your opinion and then you, you know, get off again or, or ignore people, then you really don't want to hear people. You just want people to hear you. And that's your choice. But here's the rub. By definition, you're probably the toxic one. That's where it gets really hard. And so as I got these emails and people were talking to me about it, I, I can't deny, hey, yeah, this happens. It's frustrating. It can be toxic. And part of it is, is you have to give people a little bit of grace. Like maybe, maybe people are mad. Like certainly one of the things that we have to look at is people on both sides of this are afraid. The people who believe that the election were stolen, they're afraid that democracy has gone. The people who believe that the election wasn't stolen, they're afraid that there's violence coming over something that didn't happen. And I'm not here to tell you which side you should be on, but you have to lean into the fact that most of the people that you're dealing with, when especially when they start to escalate in this world that we have running, they're afraid. And that's where their emotion is coming from because they're afraid. And so as you lean into these things, Yes, I get your frustration when your friend's like, hey, I'm leaving Facebook because blah, blah, blah. But then they get on to kind of give their point and they run away. That's not a good way to communicate. It probably comes from a fearful, avoidant personality. Uh, It probably comes from uh, a lot of different places. Certainly some of the people it's going to come from, it's actually going to be narcissism. Most people, though, it's going to be fear. It's going to be fear and avoidance. And so Daryl and the other people that wrote in, I would say to you, yeah, like, you know, try to talk to them. And then if you can't talk to them, like, hey, here's a frustration I have. I'm not saying you have to not be friends with them, but it will tell you the level of the friendship that you have with them. And so that's something that we have to consider. So hopefully that answers your question. If you do have a question for the show, feel free to write in joe at joemartino.com. I'd appreciate it if you put in the subject title podcast, because that will help me to know that it's for the podcast. I get a lot of emails throughout the day. Uh, as uh, some people that I work with have learned, I check my email in the morning and then I don't typically check it again until the next day. Uh, so get it into me. That'd be great. Would love to um, answer questions that I can. And now I want to talk to you for the rest of this episode about as you're looking to make change in your life. One of the things that I think is difficult for people, and at some level it might even apply to some of the emails that I got you know, regarding, hey, how do we interact with these people? Uh, that are frustrating us? How do I interact if I'm the one frustrating people? Is your life today, whatever your life is, I want you to take stock of your life. Whatever it is today, it is the accumulation of your choices that you have made on repeat to this point. One of the things that we have done in modern society is we've made everything a problem outside of us. It's my genetics. It's my dad. It's my mom. It's my ex-wife. It's my ex-husband. Uh, My wife was showing me a video just this morning of somebody who made some really bad choices and there are consequences to it to the point where the police showed up at their house to enforce those consequences and they were going on and on and how terrible it was. And the only thing I could think was, yeah, but you made the choices that led you to this path. Wisdom says that I have to look at the decisions that I'm making and not only the consequences that I think I'm going to get, 
but the consequences that I might get that I'm not planning on getting. How do I do? How do I make those choices? How do I make uh, wise choices? And one of the things we have to do is we have to own the fact that our life is the accumulation of the choices that we make on repeat. So now there are things that happen. Like there are people, uh, you know, that are born with defects. There are people that have people who perpetrate things on them and they live in the consequences of other people's choices. But for the vast majority of people, those things that are done to them, at some point, it's their response to those things that starts to create their life. So if you have no money in savings and you're like, well, I just can't find a job. Well, then maybe you need to work two jobs. And I know that's hard. I've done it. I've literally worked three jobs with three kids while going to school full time. I've done it. I've literally woken up in the morning with my wife and said, what are we going to eat today? And she's like, I don't know because there's no food in the house and we don't have money to go buy groceries. I- I've been there. We, when we were, one, of the, one of the things we talk about a lot is there was a time in our life where we were eating eggs because you could get them really cheap and pickles in like just weird different ways. In fact, it took me a while to want to eat pickles after that, that phase of our lives, that stage of our lives. So I've been there. And one of the things that, that you have to step back and say is not only am I responsible for my life where it is today, but I'm also responsible for where my life will be a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And one of the things that you have to consider is what are you doing with your life? What are the things that you're doing? Because you're responsible for your life. You're responsible for the choices that you're making. You're responsible for what your life's going to be. Now, you're not responsible for what people do to you. You're not responsible if you're driving down the road and a drunk driver hits you and you have a paralyzed arm or a paralyzed leg. And honestly, that is terrible. But what you do from that moment forward, you're responsible for. And here's one of the things that we have to consider. For most people, they're not even going to run into that type of situation. They're just living a life that they hate, that they despise, that they don't want, or that is good enough. Maybe they don't hate it. Maybe they just it's just good enough. It's not actually what they want out of life, but they're afraid to try. And they're afraid to say, hey, I'm responsible for the choices in my life that I need to make. And so if you want to make a difference in your life, and here's one of the things I run into all the time, is is people want to make changes. I was just talking to a colleague of mine this morning about a, a client of theirs, and they're like, I'm just so frustrated because they're not willing to lean into the changes that they need for their company as a business consult that the person was doing. And I said, to, I said to my colleague, I was like, well, you know, you just got to be slow, be patient and just keep inviting them to change. But ultimately they have to accept ownership for changing their life. And here I think is the rub. We've become a little too accustomed to fast food. We've become a little too accustomed to instantaneous gratification. We've become a little too accustomed to we can have everything almost right away. This morning, I wanted to make bacon for breakfast and it was frozen. And all I had to do was throw it in the microwave for like five minutes to defrost it. And then I could throw it in my pan, my great cast iron skillet that I love and cook it. And it was, I was, I was there, food fast. But life doesn't work that way. If you want to change your life from wherever you're at today, for many, many people who will hear this message, 
they have to look at their life like a harvest. They have to look at their life like they're planting a crop. There was an ancient writer who once wrote that whatever we sow, we reap. And, and I hear that quoted quite a bit, but I don't think we actually stop to lean into the process. One of the things that I like about harvesting my own meat is, is I'm involved in the process. I see the work that goes into getting the meat. If you raise a crop, right now it's, it's cold here in Michigan. There are not a lot of crops that I could raise outside that would support my family. But I, I should be planning for the spring plant. I should be pl- planning for how we're going to tend to those plants. I should be planning for how we're going to harvest them. And then I have to execute those plants. And one of the things that happens is people engage in the change process because it's January and we pick New Year's resolutions or it's a new month or it's a Monday and, and okay, I'm going to start working out or I'm going to spend less time on Facebook, which is a terrible goal. Not because I don't think people should spend less time on Facebook. It's a terrible goal because there's no uh, definition of what less time on Facebook means. There's no definition. When somebody says, okay, I'm going to spend less time on Facebook. Great. Well, how much less, how much less time? In fact, let's take the less time out of it and ask yourself how much total time do you want to spend on Facebook? I'm going to spend less time on social media. Terrible goal. I only want to spend an hour a week on social media. Great goal. Because now you can easily measure it. Did I spend an hour or did I spend seven? But you're responsible for that. If you need to lose weight, you're responsible for that. No, Joe, you don't understand my genetics. Yeah, actually, I probably do. But you're still responsible for it. Now, maybe you need to change the system that you're in. Maybe you need to cut people out of your life who uh, you currently react to by stress eating. Maybe you need to make a lot of hard choices. But tell me anything in your life that is worth having that hasn't come from struggle. I love my marriage. I love my family. And it comes from struggle. I love parenting. And it's a struggle. You are 100% responsible for where your life is going. You're not responsible for what's happening to you, but you are responsible for how you respond to it. You are responsible for what you do into the future. There will be people who will lie to you. There will be people who will hurt you. There will be people who will do terrible things and you'll have to live in those consequences. But you're responsible for how you live in those consequences. You will be responsible for what you do. If you're struggling at work, you stay there because you choose to. Well, Joe, I don't have any other choice. I just don't believe that. And I know this is this type of message typically gets me the most uh, angry, negative, or angry responses of how I'm wrong. I'm telling you, I've met too many people. I've lived it. I grew up abused. There were things that happened to me that I had little to no control over. In fact, I have to say zero control. And they affected how I lived as an adult. They affected how I interacted with my my family. They affected how I interacted with my wife. But I'm responsible for those interactions. I'm responsible for recognizing that what I'm doing isn't working. It isn't getting me where I want to go. It isn't helping me grow. It isn't helping me change. And then I'm responsible for what I do in response to it. If you're in a relationship that's toxic, you're responsible for your response. And you need to plant something different. Go get counseling. Well, my spouse won't go. My husband won't go. My wife won't go. My boyfriend won't go. My girlfriend won't go. Okay, then you go. And you focus on what it means for you to figure out how to tell the best story and live the best life that you can 
in light of the fact that your, your significant other won't engage the change process. What does that mean? And then you got to look at your choices. One of the things that we do is we often want to look at life as it we want it to be rather than what it is. And that is a recipe for disaster. One of the things I was talking to somebody about, about this Facebook thing, about all the emails that I was getting, uh, you know, there started to be a little bit of a groundswell to it. And, and a lot of the things that we're hearing, a lot of things that, that I'm hearing from colleagues that they're hearing in their therapy sessions that I'm hearing in mine. And one of the things that I believe is that the re- we, where we're at today as a country is the result of the choices that we have made on repeat over the last two decades. And one of those is we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about things that we disagree with because people start yelling. So our response to them yelling is, well, we're just untalking. Or if we don't like what they're saying, we can yell. Instead of saying, no, just because you dislike what I'm saying, you can't yell at me. You can't uh, start screaming at me. Instead of calling people to a higher standard, we've lowered the standard. If we don't like, like, just think about it. One of the things that, that happens is we've come to the place where if, if something, you don't like something that's going on, you're allowed to not only disagree, you're allowed to not only disengage from it, but you can vilify the person and maybe they're not doing anything wrong. Maybe you just don't like what they're doing. Or think about the constitution. One of the things that I believe is that the constitution says you can do anything you want until it comes to my nose. Well, yeah, but I don't like what they're doing. Yeah, but that's okay. Then you don't have to be a part of it. Well, that means they're evil. No, probably not. Because one of the things that we have engaged in on repeat is all or nothing thinking. One of the things that we have engaged in uh, on repeat is anything that triggers me is automatically bad. Maybe, but maybe not. And you're responsible for what you do with that trigger. One of the things I want to talk to clients all the time about is, hey, when they say, well, that just triggers me. Okay, great. Well, all a trigger does is it releases something moving forward. It releases pressure. So you can shape what that trigger is. You can shape what that trigger does. And if you want change in your life, you have to start with the realization. You have to start with the, dare I say the word fact, which is almost a four-letter word nowadays. It is a four-letter word. See what I did there? But it's not that four-letter word or that type of four-letter word. One of the facts that we have to accept is that we are responsible for our life. So, If you grew up abused, I mourn with you. I really do. If you're struggling with an addiction, I mourn with you. I have a friend whose family, all of his family members, with the exception of one parent, is wrestling with addiction to illegal substances. And the one parent that isn't wrestling with addiction to illegal substances is wrestling with an addiction to a legal substance. And he's trying to figure out life. He's trying to figure out what does it mean to be a man in 2021? What does it mean to make a better life? And one of the things that we, we when we talk, when we continually come back to is you can't control what your family members are doing, but you can completely control how you respond to them. Now, that initial reaction, that desire to want to yell, that desire to want to engage them in a verbal shouting match, you probably don't control that desire as it comes up but you control what you do with it. Your ownership of your life has to start with you. And so whatever it is you're thinking about today, hey, you know what? My mother-in-law drives me nuts. My mom drives me nuts. My father-in-law, my dad, my whatever. You don't control what they're doing, but you do control what you're doing. 
How are you responding to them? What are you doing? If you don't like something in your life, if you look at your savings account and you're like, there isn't enough money in my savings account, or I don't have enough money invested, or I'm not ready in case something bad would happen. Okay, then what are you going to do over the next 12 months to change that? So next year, when you're looking at your savings account, when you're looking at your potential uh, you know, crisis fund so that it will be different, what are you doing to live the life that you want to live? How much time are you wasting watching TV? How much time are you wasting scrolling social media? How much time are you wasting lamenting all the things that went wrong in your life? And how much time are you spending planning and executing how to facilitate change in your life? That's what I want to know. That's all I ever want to know from people. Now, sometimes when people hear something like this, they're like, man, that's hard counseling. This isn't counseling. This is a podcast. So I, I need to say in 20 to 30 minutes something that I might come around to in, you know, three months of counseling before I say it in a counseling session. So don't don't confuse this with counseling. It's a podcast. But that doesn't change the fact that you are still 100% responsible for your life. Whatever bad thing has happened to you, whatever crappy hand you were dealt, and, and look, I spend a lot of time with people who have been dealt some really crappy hands in life. You're still responsible for how you respond. But then we get into, well, what do you feel? Well, I feel fear, so I stop. Because that's one of the things we've done on repeat. I don't know for how long, but certainly over the last couple of decades, we've raised, many of the adults that listen to this show were raised as children to avoid anything that made them afraid. Don't climb the tree because you might fall and break a leg. Don't go on the slide that's too high. If you are on the slide, make sure that, you know, it's got that special ground so that if you fall, you don't get hurt. Well, what's wrong with wanting kids to not get hurt? Nothing. But if we never engage risk, if we never take ownership for our life and accept the fact that that brings risk, we'll probably just always get the life that we have. And so there are people that they hate their lives, but they're not willing to make any change in part because they're angry and, and anger becomes a, a warm, comforting uh, blanket, in part because they're afraid that if they try to change, they're going to fail. You know, there are people that I literally, I keep track of them because I know if I mess up and I fail, they're going to celebrate. They're going to have a party. That doesn't mean that I don't try. I use that for fuel. I use that for motivation. Not so I can be like, ha ha. In fact, I'll never say it to them. I'll never say anything to them. But I know that they will celebrate if I fail. Is that right? No. In fact, one of the things, one email that I got that, that really hit home to me was somebody wrote in and they were like, you know, I find that people judge me for who I was when I was in high school and I'm not that kid anymore. I'm, I think the guy was 52 or 53. And I'm, I'm not that old, but I get that. There are people that I interact with who knew me in high school and college and, and they still treat me like I'm that person and I'm not anymore. And I use that for fuel. I'm going to keep changing. I'm going to keep growing. I'm responsible for my life. So, so Daryl and Lansing, you're not responsible for what your friends do, but you are responsible for whether or not you hang out with them. You are responsible for how you engage it. You are responsible for the words that come out of your mouth when you talk to them about your frustration. 
You're 100% responsible for all those things. Always. And, and there's a fear that comes with that because then I might have to change. And that's scary. And then there's a whole other group of people that actually they're friends. They're okay with their friends. There's nothing spectacular about it. There's nothing terrible about it. They're okay with their life. They make enough money, you know, every two weeks, the paycheck that rolls in provides them with life that's fine. And they're not actually doing anything to change the world or, or, and, and in fact, there's even a whole movement. Well, what if I just want to be mediocre? That's fine. You can be mediocre. If you're comfortable with your life being good enough, that's fine. As long as you accept the fact that you're responsible for that choice. One of the phrases that I, that I said uh, to somebody a, a few weeks ago, I was like, look, you can be mediocre. You just can't be mediocre with me because I don't want to surround myself with mediocre people. I want to surround myself with people who know when to stop because they keep trying. They know when to adjust because they keep trying. I want to surround myself with people who take ownership of their lives. I want to surround myself with people who want to do things for other people. It doesn't have to look like what I want to do. It it, it can be something that they're passionate about. I want to surround myself with people who are passionate about things. And here's the thing that I find when I do that, I tend to be less concerned about their political views. Now, sometimes there are things I'm like, oh, I don't really subscribe to that political view. And I have friends that I have those conversations with. There are friends that I'll say, hey, this candidate kind of makes me nervous. This president, this policy. But I want to surround myself with people who can engage in difficult conversations. I want to surround myself with people who can say, hey, you know what? My life is hard and I own my response to it. 100%, 100% of the time. So what about you? Last week we talked about what are you committed to. This week we're talking about owning your life. I want to know what's in your life that you want to change. What is it about your life that you want to change? What's something that you want to do? What's something that you want to engage in that you think can move the needle to help other people have better lives? What's something you want to do to improve your life? And then are you taking ownership of it? What are you doing to get to that place? All right, that's today's episode. Because I answered that uh, those email questions, we're, we went a little long today. But I want you to know that I believe, I really do, I don't care who you are, I don't even know if I care if I know you. I truly believe that every human being that is on this earth is capable of change. Every single one. You're capable of doing things that you don't think you can do. But it starts with taking ownership of your life. Uh, if you like this video, if you like this video, see, I'm getting confused on what I'm creating here. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends on social media. If you would prefer to listen on something on a, on a platform that we're not on, let me know. Send me an email, joe at joemartino.com, uh, and I'll do my best to get it on there. I will. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.